Hey there, it's your friend Cody from the Four Corners Room. Just a short announcement about what we have going on. Today we're going to be talking about the Republican Party and the aftermath of all of the Capitol riots. And then we'll be releasing more current recordings. This episode is from late in January, but I think it's still topical now. Thanks again for listening, and as always, you can contact us at thefourcornerroom at gmail.com. My best friend's gone because of you and your stupid racism. I hate you! To the Four Cornered Room. I'm your host, Cody Clark, here with. Man, I'm just a jive ass tuna swimming in a sea of hep over here, baby. You are so goddamn right. Thank you so much. Yes. Moxie O'Brien in the house. And as always, for some reason, I'm here, man. I'm eating coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you just gave your whole reason why you're here. You make people so happy and jovial and laugh so easily. I. I put in my contract that the show needed a token white boy, so that's... There you go. Hey, I... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. That takes me back to working at the smoothie shop in Union Square. You and were the token white boy? In yeah, the and then this shop? dude named Logan came around. It's so weird because you would assume there would be nothing but token white boys in a smoothie no. shop. No. Honestly, a lot, of, uh, a lot of immigrants from Africa... No shit. Yeah, like a lot. No, wow. yeah, seriously, a- as well as uh, as well as other people, like my friend Octavia and Mike, I I met from from uh, the smoothie shop, and I don't remember why I even brought up that goddamn smoothie. Oh no, Logan! I was the white guy, you were and the then white Logan guy, yeah. showed up, and he was an asshole. And guess what? I was the favorite white guy. <laughs> <laughs> and that is a really powerful thing to have. It felt great every day. I'd show I, up and be like, "Why, everybody?" <laughs> I want everyone. To observe <laughs> the raw joy in understanding white privilege you just heard. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is it white privilege? Something very powerful in being the favorite white boy. I want everyone let's let's just isolate that for a bumper. Isolate that for a bumper. It'll be there. Right on, right on. Well, I because like I didn't want to be the dick they didn't like. <laughs> he was an asshole, they liked me. Why is that a th- I, yeah, 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 I'm throwing down my notepad. <laughs> Well, the notes are down, everybody. We're we're thirty fucking seconds into this, and the notes are down already. I guess we're I, just gonna have to call it. Jeez. It just felt it just felt good being from from Hick. You Hick, are an Hickville, outsider. PA. No, no, no. Listen, 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 listen. It felt good Jesus being from Hickville, and and looking around and and not being an asshole because this dude was an asshole. He was a pathological liar. I've, I've, I I I that's whole. It was, yeah, I can't even get into it. All the lies that this guy said. It was hilarious. I I, I like would make a notepad of it. I was like. Wait, you you have an apartment in Russia, but you also have an apartment here. Okay, bud, you're in lawyer school. <laughs> lawyer school. I mean, Did he? Presumably, oh, there's a lot of people in New York, perhaps in like Trump Tower, who also own property in Russia. 
That's yeah, not true. so far-fetched. I mean, I've, I've heard that. That's a thing that a lot of people are saying. A lot of people say that. The best people, really good people, a lot of really good people. The most and, and, powerful and, people. And to go off the soundbite, if you would just take a snapshot of this face right here. Yes, I know I have this white is privilege. An, this is an audio platform, oh, yeah. so yeah. no one can really see your face. The visual, the visual puns. But yes, yes, if you can see my face, my face screams, yes, I know I have white privilege. Picture I'm a white dude. <laughs> Picture a white dude. In That's all, it. In all primary <laughs> colors. <laughs> Whatever you thought of. That is exactly right. That is exactly oh, right. Oh, I wish you could have met Logan. No, I don't. He was I'm, I'm good on that. We're, yeah, we're, we're all actually... Uh, the only Logan I've ever met that I was a big fan of was Canadian, and I didn't actually meet him. He was a character in a comic book. I'm talking about Wolverine. Fuck, this is why you don't smoke three joints before you record. But it's uh, also why... You know, we have to smoke to keep our fucking minds from exploding. If if I were sober, no one would recognize me. It's uh, it's it's not a good look. The colors of your eyes might change. I mean, they'd be less red. Uh, it's, uh, I didn't even realize that would be yeah, that would be. But um, do we have a Jamie? Do we have a, a rim shot that we can plug in there? Fucking so much like I'm trying to patent bo- pocket uh, belt table. I'm also trying to uh, patent belt drum set with a little drumstick, and you could. If, you hit a button and it pops out a little drum set with a little snare and cymbal. You go, but and then you pop it back in. And it's a little box and it's on your belt like a a, a Batman belt. And uh, we could just get into the episode at any moment. We don't gotta keep letting me be a douche. <laughs> Pocket synth. <laughs> Pocket synth to the to the win. I just. That's you, been an you idea started for this. Years. I did I. Well, well, and by I, inviting me, I yes, you started. Him. You started this by see, inviting see, me. <laughs> this is to the to the black folk listening who don't know a lot of white people. They were like vampires. If you invite them in, it's, a, it's already you over. Can't keep Jesus. them out. So you Jesus have to, Christ! I am a good human. You being. have to <laughs> smudge the property beforehand. Uh, because you'll find that the greater North American white male has an aversion to, has an aversion to the scent of sage. So yes. if you smudge. They will not show up and, you know, eat all of your food and punch holes in your drywall. Well, little um, did he know that I made mushrooms in the sage sauce for dinner tonight. <laughs> I don't even believe you because you overslept. I don't think you ate dinner before you came I did, here. actually. And it wasn't mushrooms. I actually seasoned chicken thighs. I made dinner at 2 p.m. today. I've been having a Jesus week Christ, Jesus old Christ, man. How old are you? And I'm the oldest one here. I'm saying this. You ate dinner at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. All right. Enough. I actually can't tell you how Jesus, old I am. Jesus. I, I, I wolfed down a sandwich standing in my driveway waiting to come down here. Right. I've been fasting for three days. But but, but that's, that's we've been digressing. So we're here to talk about a few things, Mox, if you'd like that's, to take well, us. Well, news that's... happens all the time. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> news does, in fact, happen. Every day. Um, <laughs> There's probably something awful happening. Like Larry somewhere. King died of COVID <laughs> this week. You know what's shocking about that <laughs> is how much I don't give a shit. It's it's we did, shocking. We did, yeah. Um, it, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's that's like three generations before us. Well, it's it's it's. I mean, there's something about the oversaturation of negative news. I find, especially with like what 400 plus thousand people have died in the last 12 yeah. months, that like. Oh, some crusty old white cat who I'm pretty sure was accused of sexual harassment died of COVID. Yeah, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. He interviewed a lot of other. I'm sure it's great that like other, he talked yeah. to Henry Kissinger at some point. You know <laughs> what I mean? And That's somehow s- that fucker's not dead yet. I don't. <laughs> also a valid point. 
we were going to talk about a, a topic that I've been uh, dealing, uh, doing a lot of research on and following quite a bit the last few weeks, really the last few months, um, pretty much since the election ended, is what's happening in the right wing and what they do next. Um, mm. uh, because I think it's very important to pay attention to... Um, the actions of people who are actively trying to destroy all of our lives. Um, and uh, I don't think you can really pretend that that's not what the Republican Party is now. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's sort of complicated because for the longest fucking time, really going back to like the late 40s, early 50s, the American right wing has kind of easily consolidated under like one banner of these are the things that we want to accomplish and these are the people who are going to accomplish them for us right uh i think you first saw that with reagan of course being pushed by the religious religious right you know phyllis schlafly and jerry falwell mm -hmm. uh and pretty much since they picked that banner up they've all been i mean there's there's minor like there's mac there's micro differences between the right wing, the far right wing, and the extreme right wing. But the, on the macro level, they're all on the same page most of the time yeah, until they, now. Yeah, that's a very interesting point. Is We've always seen infighting along the left, and ideology is much more flexible in this side of the spectrum. Well, we're, we're a very sectarian conglomerate of right. people who think that groups should have equal rights. I think that... There's a lot of uh, single-issue uh, voters and people on the left. Like, you've got, yeah. uh, you know, socialists, you've got anarchists, you've got feminists, you've got animal rights activists, you've got black rights, trans rights, queer rights, environmentalism. Uh, yes. it, it covers a very, very broad—you basically have what is the American right wing and then everyone else— uh, the unfortunate pitfall there is we all are supposed to be Democrats, but very few of us actually are, I think. Right, yeah, we've kind of been pushed all under the same uh, tent just to I, It's just, just the party, party of look we good. don't want to kill everybody, supposedly. I, yeah, I that's mean, really how it feels. It feels like there's an actual, like, vervent, like, fear of the, the other side of the aisle. Well, and it's weird how that's supposed to be enough. Mm -hmm. That, like, just the belief of, like, the big blue tent is we're the party that doesn't want to kill everybody. Now, we don't want to advocate for anything, but we're not actively trying to kill you. Now, we may enact policy and legislation and law that results in the death of a lot of you people, but we promise to give a press conference where we tell you that wasn't on purpose. Mm -hmm. <laughs> One the, tier for on every the life lost. On the other side, though, and just speaking from, like, family members and stuff, I find that on the right, uh, not even, like, people who, like, you'll find a lot of people who vote for Trump who aren't even full Trumpers. They just voted because they were just against abortion. That's a single issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I think that that's true. And like I was saying, in the sense of, like, on the micro versus macro level, the right was able to, like, 60 years ago, come together as a collective and say these are the things we're going to accomplish. Right, and it's coalescing. And we will put our differences aside yes. on a micro level if we can stop marriage equality, you know, women's women's health rights, we can stop uh, all of these things, Mar the, yeah. the war on Most drugs, of the... all of the, 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 the big ticket items yes. that have been cultural war bullet points since your parents were kids. But yeah, it's only it seems to know. only be in the theistic society. 
Well, and it's like, it, but it's it's easier to get these messages circulated in these groups and have them be more rooted, like you said, in yes, just the the potentiality of just like everyone nitpicking one thing, like the abortion rights being like a like I know people that are reasonable people, mm-hmm. and the only reason they voted for Trump because he was a Republican and their whole life. They've been That's told they vote, vote the ticket and also for the well, issue. And I think Dems don't do kill that too, though the the vote right. the ticket. You know what I mean? And that's how you end up with. But since Obama, it's been harder and harder to actually capture the vote. There, true. There are truly people though who think people are like like killing like babies. Well, I think that and they're like they're closer. That's like, just a disinformation like campaign. It's, yeah. See, that's this this thing that I, I I've always sort of harped on, and. I don't necessarily keep the same candle for the left in that I think that we do this. I don't necessarily. I am of the opinion, and I think it's demonstrably true, every right-wing pundit and media personality and politician knows they're lying. Yeah, yeah. Very, very – I mean you might be able to argue in the era of Trump that there are people who drank the Kool-Aid and got into politics. But I think that by and large, whether we're talking about – Rush Limbaugh or Lindsey Graham or Ted Cruz or who the fuck ever, none of them actually believe any of what they're saying. It's a grift for power and financial consolidation. And I think that's why they're able to consolidate so easily because it's a flexible worldview. It's not based on principle. It's based on end goal. So you can say – we are the party venture. of the moral majority who supports the troops, and then all of you back Trump. Exactly, Who is yeah. a guy who is clearly, you know, to people who are reasonable, so obviously anti-everything the Republican Party has said it is for decades. But that's the guy who's going to get the job done. So we will consolidate behind him and feel bad about the concessions we made later but we present a unified front. That seems to be what the right's very good at doing. Yeah, it almost seems like they, they perfected the grift and they had better candidates, say, like, you know, back in history, and then the grift was founded by someone who was not supposed to find it. And that being said, what do you guys think about uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, that Republican from Georgia, who, <laughs> which I just, I was, I was like, in my researching and stuff, is, has, 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 because she's, she makes sure she says it. Has introduced articles of impeachment for she Joe Biden. She said she was going to on his first day in office. Yeah, she did. I believe she, she did. did. Um, <coughs> that like, what do you think? Like, is she like? Her, did, did she drink the Kool Aid? It seems it seems that way to me. Right. She seems to believe wearing face masks that Trump won. The, uh, the election's a fraud somehow. Yeah, the stop the steal people, and I think that so those people exist. The indoctrination comes with QAnon. I think too, in like you, you referenced like right. a sort of religion. Can't be one person in terms of what do you mean? No, 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 Q, no. Q can't be one the person. Q, d- Q isn't fucking real. Like, let's start. Yeah. There. Well, someone's like, posting. No, no, there is so someone that. But runs. it can't be one person. But okay, well, it, is my that opinion. this is so complicated. <laughs> so you know, okay, servers work in the way that the information is stored on a certain place, and it can be distributed to different servers as long as the address is like basically Shakespeare was bounced. potentially multiple people you know so i'm saying there's it's this is a global conspiracy now there's yes. people in it, there it's it's different countries yes. yes uh it's losing some steam now and that's one of the reasons that i wanted to bring the what's happening in the right wing thing to the table because it's sort of fascinating to see how all of these groups and there are like 
tribalism was on the rise during Trump because the right wing having so much power allowed for so many different groups to sort of get a mainstream platform in that you you know you have the establishment republicans but then you also have groups like the proud boys you have the QAnon people you have people who i call red hats who aren't really republicans they're just trump people uh and then there's all of these militia groups insurgency groups and things of that nature um it's it's been interesting seeing all of that rise and coalesce around trump and then Trump just sort of bow out and disappear. Mm-hmm. So, like, he created this weird fucking vacuum where they went from super fringe. And don't get me wrong, man. Like, the right wing has been what they are now to an extent for a very long time. But they weren't doing it on the level that they are now. They weren't as emboldened or as public as they are now. So now that they've got, let's let's be honest, the balls to just... Sieg Heil out in the street in the middle of the afternoon. Yeah, say shit like Jews will not replace us and tiki torches. Yeah. Uh, To go from we can do this because the guy who's in charge has our back to when they made that final play and he just dipped, you know, and then disavowed everybody. And I think there was enough checkpoints in terms of, well, the inauguration isn't going to happen the way that it's supposed to, or he'll pardon everybody, or something is still going to happen. And then he just fucking bounced. There was so a limo waiting no. for Joe Exotic so outside there's all of, of fucking these. Jail. Are, you, are you serious? Yeah. yeah he had a limo chartered to pick him up from prison and then <laughs> Joe Exotic. Yeah. And he pardoned Kodak Oh my Black God. And and, <laughs> and he pardoned Steve fucking Bannon. Uh, he pardoned Lil Wayne, dude. <laughs> Pardon yeah. Lil Wayne and uh, Kodak Black. What did Kodak Black do? Do you guys remember? I've been trying to think. I can't. Several things. I think he was like felony firearms like, charges, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. He had like a couple of felony charges, and he bought like ten semi-automatic rifles. Well, apparently with a Trump fake social security number. There That's what go. it was. He was able to secure them because yeah. they uh, did. They ran this. They didn't run his information, and he gave them a fake social security number. And then one of the guns he bought was used to murder someone in New York, yeah. like two weeks after he bought it. Exactly. So that <laughs> to, br- to bring us. Back- oh, and his fingerprints were on that gun. So. So it was a cl- open closed case, right? Yeah, he bought a gun wherever the fuck he was living. Drove to New York City, murdered someone, and tossed the gun allegedly. And his fingerprints were found on the gun whenever it was dusted for prints, and hmm. he was a felon who wasn't allowed to own firearms. I don't know if he was charged with murder for that or not, uh, but I know Trump pardoned him, so it doesn't really matter anymore. Yeah. Honestly, if um, he could say that he was tried for murder and isn't in jail now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and Lil Wayne fuck is the, me. Other big, yes. the other big one that I know. And and just going back to I guess future the right wing, but like 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 the Marjorie Taylor Greens. I, I don't know if there's any more so Trumpers that got in, but like what what's the, the future there's for there's them? Do you think how long like, is she gonna last? Like, for the people, think? like outline exactly what's going on with that. Like she was a big Trump person, who's a big stop the steal person. She, yeah, Trump she won. Was, was she the QAnon believer that was that Probably. got elected? I believe D- so. She got elected, right? Uh, yes, yeah, she question did. As to whether or not she should be seated, I think was yes. she one of the people that. Like Howley and a few others, there was questions as to like, are these people, should they be seated or not? Yeah, because I mean, especially Howley, he's 
like s- using some faux fucking like he gave moral high ground. I know. He to, g- the, to the to the crowd oh that guy. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That should be reckoned with. He's that talking about running for president, with. and I don't know. I think he's too boring to get traction. Um, he's like a fucking Walmart version of Beto. Kinda, yeah. There, there's a lot of uh, Beto energy about him, and yeah. it's like that conservative but liberal youth movement thing, you know? Attracts, like, I was in a band with Cedric kids. from Mars Volta. Ooh, <laughs> Wait, is that real? Don't t- yeah, that's that. Beto honestly, O'Rourke, yeah. I bet the bait. You're, I heard that, and I was like, he's not cool. even fucking with him. I was wow, like, that guy's gotta be cool. And then I, I learned more, and I was like. Oh no! I no hate one this. This who is tries everything. that hard. As soon as I found that he wasn't Spanish, I was like, "Fuck this!" You guy. know what did it for me? <laughs> to be what, perfectly, what, you know, gave yourself a Spanish nickname, and you're not Spanish. You're just a white dude on a skateboard. All right, I'm. What honestly? <laughs> what honestly did it for me for Beto? Or what is it, Beto or Beto? I think it's Beto. Beto. What did it for me Beto. was all right. So when he was running for Senate, it felt like okay. This is like he, he was in a band with Cedric. This is like this guy is trying. I was like. And when he failed, one of us. He's well, one of us. Well, that well, should be your first red flag. Well, I know. Opinion, yes, and know. I understand that now. I do. I, <laughs> I, I fool in 2021. I understand that now. But we back in the day, do, and that's called voter disenfranchisement. But when he when he <laughs> lost, I remember looking at my girlfriend Laurel. I went, Laurel, that man better not run for president. I'm gonna. I'm. He's gonna be. Fuck him if he does. And then immediately, like a he week did. later, he ran for president. I went, oh, fuck him. He's just looking for clout. Fuck this guy. Fuck what him so hard. interesting fuck related to Beto <laughs> is that a lot of the negativity you saw towards Biden, and like, don't get me wrong, I am not a Joe Biden guy by any stretch of the imagination, but like uh. one of the big criticisms that you saw toward Biden while he was running was his proximity to Beto and Beto telling, he, telling everyone he was coming for their guns. Like, Beto O'Rourke said, point blank, if I get into office, we're taking your guns. Well, there you go, bud. And I'm sorry, you can't win an election in any office in this country saying that. I That's un-American. It, and it's un-Texan. Quite literally, it's de- in Texas. Yeah, that's very <laughs> un-Texan. For fuck's sake. What, what were you thinking? He didn't preface it with a yee-haw or a howdy-haw or anything. He just we're said, gonna t- I'm going to take your guns. If he said, I'm going to take your guns and give you bigger ones. Yeah, that would have made sense. Then he could have been somebody. But this dumb fuck in <laughs> Texas, I'm going to get in office. I'm going to take all your guns. And every person in that crowd was probably armed. <laughs> Almost for sure, yeah. Uh, but I, I, as I said, I think that it's important to note anytime a politician seems to be trying to make a play for the youth vote or to seem cool or relevant, don't trust that. They're lizard people. Uh, they're, they're personality-less mirrors created to reflect things about the zeitgeist to get you to vote for them because they're all just products that someone wants you to buy. Listen, I, <laughs> listen. Politicians? I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm about to add to that. Politicians, they all lie to us. You want to know why? Because they want to keep us docile. Well, and there's as long as there's money in politics, you won't have honest politicians. Yeah, especially you know just sick? how it's all set up. Do you know the first person I heard that from? Jerry fucking Springer. In like 2007. What? Said that. Because he's he was came from politics. If you're if yeah, you're not aware, yeah. like he used to use the mayor of Illinois or some shit, or the mayor of Chicago or something. I'm gonna know. pull that, that up. That, you no, keep talking. Not you keep the mayor talking. Of Illinois, Jesus not, Christ. Not, but sorry, Moxie, not to make funny, but the mayor, mayor of, of Illinois. Illinois the yeah. mayor of Illinois. I want on a fucking t-shirt. I, dude, <laughs> if, if we can get Jerry Springer's face 
on a mayor t-shirt that says mayor of Illinois. I would put money I to will that. I will T-public that, that shit right now. fucking amazing. And I'm just thinking of Dr. I'm just thinking of Austin Powers, Dr. Evil, and fucking Jerry Springer. This is amazing. This is I'm great. I'm so into that idea. So fucking great. Uh, was, it, was it Ohio where he was a mayor, Cody? Was oh, just give me one second. Um, um, Cincinnati City Council Cincinnati, in 1971. I wish he resigned was... after s- admitting to soliting a prostitute. Cincinnati? Good for him. Yes. Good for him. Yes. Um, I, J- Jerry Springer, with this bowl of Cincinnati chili, am sorry. <laughs> and I oh am JFK. <laughs> Take care of yourselves and each other. Anyway. Um, oh, wait, no. He, he sought the Democratic nomination for governor of Ohio. See, I thought he had bigger political aspirations. Shit. Than just he failed, so though. Wait, but is mayor of Illinois with him on it even funny now that he's Ohio? I mean, yeah, it's so yeah. funny. I think it's um, funny as fuck. It's funny to see. I thought, oh, I thought Illinois because I'm pretty sure the Jerry Springer show broadcasts from Chicago. But makes sense. Besides the point, uh, Jerry Springer gave an interview. I forget who was interviewing him, but the question was about like how do we avoid another Bush administration? I- ironic now, considering wow. we've come so far that everyone's decided the Bush administration wasn't that fucking bad. He paints nice um, pictures with oh yeah, his fingers. And he, he <laughs> eats hot dogs with Ellen. You know, it's so They're cute friends. how him and Michelle Obama are like They're best so friends. Isn't on class Ellen. solidarity adorable? It's so I saw cute. Sarah Silverman as a guest host of Ellen for a week, and I went, uh, I don't know what anything is. <laughs> see, I... Hey, jumping back to where we're seeing the right wing go, and I, as someone who lives in Pennsylvania and Western Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. I'm very curious of like who will be our governor in the future oh, and who will be running this state because this state is confusing as I'm immediately fuck. intrigued by the uh, mayoral election. If we're going yes. to talk about that, because I think that we need to get rid of Bill Peduto desperately. He's oh, bad. Pittsburgh. Bill, yeah. P- Bill Peduto is bad for the black community of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, I'll just fucking say that right There's now. A black That's a soundbite. Correct? Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Ed, Ed Gainey. Gainey. Yeah. Ed yeah. Gainey. And I think yes. uh, I just want to go on record as saying I back that man. Yes. And you all three. Bill Peduto. Yep, I think that's a good place to. Yeah. Bill you know. Peduto tear gassed oh, me. And, uh, he did. God uh, damn it! I tried to lied stop this. about the use of tear gas. Is that a thing fuck? that happened? We're gonna have a whole episode um, dedicated to screaming at and him. And your beard's not that nice, Bill. I gotta fucking you say it. All right, not that nice. motherfucker. Um. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. But all we right. do. But we will come back to you know more local politics. Uh, we, sure, sure. We do have some. Uh, what else? There was something uh, else. There's, there's a few things. I'd we want to talk about camp. We want to talk about the cabinet. Well, I was I was still sort of so okay. okay. Um, we're we're yeah we're kind of baseball. Well, yeah, right like now. Uh, just to wrap up the the right wing. Oh, you're fine. Like I said, um, yeah. What I think is is happening now that you're seeing uh, the the absence of Trump, which was the figurehead of the right, is that a lot of these groups are collapsing in on themselves, and they're starting. A, there's a lot of infighting going on right now. Yeah, big time. Like I don't know if anybody saw. Unprecedented. Um, Joe Biggs got arrested. The like the second in command of the Proud Boys. They picked him up in Florida. I knew because th- he was in the Capitol. I remember the the first guy was uh, Harry T- Henry Terrio. Like yeah, the main guy after yeah. Gavin stepped down. Yeah, he was arrested for burning a BLM flag in public. Yes. And, and I don't know if he's still in custody or not. I don't know the status. That's something of we'll that. have to follow up. Yeah. Uh, but they picked up Joe Biggs after the Capitol riot, uh, and yeah. people were expecting Trump to pardon him because I mean these are the guys who said "Hail Emperor Trump." They're he told him to stand by private militia for all intents and purposes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. without a payroll. Absolutely. I mean, you know, the, the will of the people. What are you going to do? Wait, wait, wait. So, <laughs> is Trump's militia just 
a bunch of, I'm sorry to say this, but prostitutes that, are, that and, aren't and getting paid. And, and, and another question. Who I, are super anti-sex work and ain't that ironic. Wow. Super uh, just wild. What's the difference between the Proud Boys and the Boogaloos? I'm glad you asked. I'm really curious. Um, I actually study this shit. Hawaiian so shirts the di- well, isn't the, the only yeah. thing, the, right? Uh, no, no. The Proud Boys are specifically, they consider themselves to be what's called Western chauvinist. And the guy who started Vice um, started them. Well, one right? of them, yeah, Gavin McGinnis. Which um, is crazy. Holy fuck, no that, oh, that's were you, new. Were you not aware of that? I'm not aware of that. But it makes I, no I'm gonna, sense. I'm going to keep reading about this, so keep on going. Um, but uh, So the, the Proud Boys sort of focus on Western chauvinism, and they wouldn't call what they do white supremacy. Uh, it's, it's a lot of street action. They're a lot like the black shirts. I find if you're familiar with... Um, like Black World shirts. War Two and uh, Benito Mussolini's street mm. street fighting ah, okay. division, the Black Shirts. Um, I would say the Proud Boys are a lot like that, in that Trump was sort of able to just aim them at things uh, and maintain plausible deniability the entire time. I mean, uh, he did an insurrection on our capital and got to fly <laughs> on Air Force One to Florida. Yeah, on our yeah, dime. So, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, Jesus Christ. And the boobs are not uh, aligned it's with insane. any. The, the boobs don't really have political affiliations. They are just. Are they an, libertarian? They're anti-state. Than... They're an insurrectionist. Group. So they're anarchists. So so they're just like, anarchists. They're basically. I mean, yeah, it, I I want to say hey. that's not great because they have sort of a right-wing connotation to them. I know there are yeah. liberal and lefty boogs, but for the most part, it's sort let of me, a right-wing militia that is anarchist. Let me say two words. Yes. Boogaloo, um, racist. Most of them. Okay. Yeah. In my I mean, opinion. It, not all, but most. most. They, okay. Like, this is something that kind More of... More than... Less than Proud Boys? No. No, no, no. No. They, no, the Proud Boys are all racist. Yeah, this is... <laughs> These the, are... To put it into context, I'm pretty sure both groups spawned from, like, 4chan... Forms. Yes. So yes. they well, were the entire modern right basically did. Yeah. Like the, the the weird thing about the last four years in observing like the clowns, the siege people, the boogs coming into main the Proud Boys, all of these groups is you have this these weird sectarian internet subcultures that go real world. And all of a sudden, there's just, like, live-action memes walking around, beating people up in the street. It's very, very strange. Like, everyone's have seen... Oh, into, sorry, go ahead. No, no, you're right. I was just going to comment and say everyone's into um, role-play. It's yeah, really... It's, they don't want to admit it, but... There's a cosplay aspect to it, yeah, I think. They, they just wish that, you know, they want all that sweet, good, you know, uh, delicious brain chemical of just abusing people and, you know, taking advantage of situations and power. Absolutely. And um, it's, yeah, it's just turning into this faux, insurrectional, just... And that's the big disconnect between what militia. we have here and, for example, what we had in uh, in pre-World War II Germany is that most of the guys who were pushing the Nazi agenda were soldiers in World War One. Like, they were guys yeah. who had participated in, you know, violent warfare they were battle hardened even adolf hitler for all of the jokes that liberals like to make about his sexuality and his mannerisms hitler got into bar fights with a whip like he was a violent tough dude the guys you see now watch these things on television and believe that putting on the costume makes them the person 
Uh, it's it's a lot of cosplay, and I think that that's why I, I'm sure I said this before, but that's why I think the Capitol raid was not successful, because these are not like military action type people. These are cosplayers who, when they get the ball, don't know what to do with it. Uh, it's so unorganized. I'm literally just reading about how they plotted to kidnap the Michigan governor Gretchen Whitmer. Right. That was a huge thing that happened in October, and it just seems to like. It just kind of came and went, you know. It's yeah, just was that a boogaloo action? By that the was way? a. It says, that was a boogaloo action. Yeah, it was a part of a uh, six men associated with the Wolverine Watchmen, which is a militia uh, militia Sounds group like from Michigan. Michigan. Thing, yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's just like that's they were a boogaloo affiliated. Basically, they were just like and of on course offshoot. that's uh, entirely separate from QAnon, which is like its own. You know, you brought up religion as like a tool to uh, yeah. further right-wing ideals or consolidate power. The closest thing to a new religion I think we have since Scientology is this QAnon shit. It's, it's You're right. a cult. It's the latter-day saints of the internet. Pretty much. Seventh, Seventh-day Adventists or something. Yeah. I don't know. Just What's, what scares me, too, is that I heard <clears throat> that there was a lot of people who were... Uh, Speaking in tongues and stuff at the yes. capital and at the capital, there was video. Not, yeah, I just in my experience, really? I, I've witnessed uh, people who speak in tongues come into small churches and stuff, and uh, just yeah, uh, I'm I'm nervous. Did you about grow the up reli- around a Pentecostal church? No, I actually grew up Lutheran. It's actually something okay. that, that I've discovered. No, my my personal church experience with uh, my my pastor Sue. Was great. I mean, Lutherans are a pretty tame um, not denomination. To, not not to dive too deep to into it. Um, I was actually talking about a friend with it the other day. But if I was gonna actually like, if someone like <laughs> pointed a gun to my head and said, "What do you believe in?" I personally believe in like like universalist. Like like that. Like, okay. I do believe that there's something that created this shit. But I think that humans are idiots. And we don't know, and we all get pieces of it pieces of it correct. And that's something that for another discussion for sure for sure. But but to circle back around, like, what was your experience with people who speak in tongues? I am kind of curious. Well, about I this. never had it. It's just those people kind of scare and fascinate okay, me. Okay, so you know what I mean. I just have experiences with with other people telling me, and and as being an adult in my life now, I have experience with loved ones in my life being in churches that people in speaking in tongues are in it, and to me, it seems really uh, cultish. And if you and if mm. anyone knows anything about me. Is that and and talking about you know being like I think God works in, every, in mysterious ways and blah blah blah. I fucking hate cults. I'm gonna say it right now. I'm very against cults. They freak me out. They're very, they're very taking a very hard stance against cults, bud. Yeah, man. Well, We're gonna lose our cult sponsorship. Yeah, I, don't wanna, I mean, the Manson family are very devout listeners of the show. Yes. Hold on. <laughs> I, and I'm moving the microphone to the middle of the room to both my co-hosts. Uh, is there really that much of a cult following? Because like I'll try to circle back, but they, I'm really I mean, freaked out. I, it's, it's <laughs> you're fine. I mean, I will I, try to circle it's, back, it's but cults freak me the fuck out. And when yeah. I see a church have someone who speaks in tongues, I instantly go to cult. What the fuck are you doing? And they said that that happened at the Capitol riots, and 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 with and and with the 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 Christian right. Putting Trump on a pedestal is so freaky. It's bad. Shamanistic rituals in the uh, Senate chamber was what I heard. He did like a shaman prayer and sang his shaman song. 
I mean, I, which is just even do you more call that someone cosplay shit? No, no, no. It's it's, it's it's the white shamanism oh, shit. Yeah, the, it's the like I I found DMT once of... and smoked it twice before I passed out. So now I know that there is like actual like I vibrational. To him on Wars, dude, just talking about ley lines and oh, Christ. electromagnetic fields and the that's what I'm saying. God, and it's just like it is. If you've ever walked up to a person who is schizoaffective on the street and listened to the just odd stream of consciousness, random connections that their minds can make, it's yeah. very, very similar. And that is actually provable because studies show that QAnon has a lot of schizoaffective members. It actually attracts people with a tendency toward paranoid schizophrenia. Uh, because right. who else believes that Robert F. Kennedy is a zombie flying around the country in an airplane and that there is a giant conspiracy involving Tom Hanks and Beyonce to drain the blood of children for a magical ritual to take over the world to sell you deodorant. So literally, <laughs> if we do not quell this uprising of extreme thought that we're having in our timeline, we're going to have an even more dangerous version of the Mormons. It has to be deprogramming, man. Yes. Like, I don't know how you deprogram that many people, but no. I don't know Maybe what other we'll choice you have. Yeah. Maybe, you know what yeah. I mean, uh, but that's it's like I like to, to to circle back around broadside the topic. That's what's going on with the right now is you've got QAnon people who said that Trump was going to fix everything, who are now realizing that that was incorrect. You've got the Proud Boys who threw all in with Trump as his private, you know, street army, who are now realizing he didn't give a shit about them. You have nope uh, a lot of different groups of people who threw in with this man who are finally, after five years, realizing he is exactly what everyone warned them he was. But what do oh, you do man. after you went all in? You know what I mean? You double down. That's the, If I've learned anything from cults is that when they are about to be proven wrong, they double down. If they, if they have to accept that all of the decisions they've made over the past five or even more years sure. are completely backwards and wrong, their brain would not handle it. Well, the doubling down in this situation is a scary situation, though. That's the that's the issue, is that if the doubling down is we need to retake the country because it's been stolen by communist China, then the doubling down is another military siege, I think. You know what I mean? I'm not really sure so, how that yeah, plays so out. So that's something to consider. Maybe, uh, maybe that's like... Uh, it might be on an on the horizon thing. They don't they they see that they were you know the next two misorganized. years are going to be very interesting for that party. Yeah, uh, and because midterm a, midterm election election is going to be, uh, you know, to my original point about how they've never been a divided front. I don't know what kind of Republican is going to do well in elections moving forward. I mean, you've got this uh, combination of. A portion of the head of the uh, the heads of the Republican Party told all of their constituents that voting doesn't work. So you're going to have a lot of people who just don't vote anymore because they don't think that 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 is a an institution that you can have any sort of faith in. Then there's possibly groups, seventy million people. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully. And then of course you've got groups like the Proud Boys that are telling everyone to turn their back on both established parties and just be fringe right. They are disassociating themselves from the Republican Party entirely. But you see, I think so, that makes them almost weaker. I think so too. This, this, the, yeah. I think that that tribalism is what's going to be the thing that stops them from winning elections. Like that single cudgel of right wing energy is no longer a thing. 
And throughout all of this, there's the establishment Republicans who are trying to act like Trump didn't happen. Like, there's a large portion of that party that would like us to just act like that was another four-year presidency like any other four-year presidency, and nothing has changed. And you can't do that. You broke reality. That's what I was going to say. I mean— <laughs> Wouldn't you say, though, like, let's say, like, hypothetically, Democrats win big two years— wouldn't Republicans just like recoup in four years? And be like, okay, we need to come well, the question is whether they can. Like, that's I think a, yeah. that that's the big thing. They have the a right mountain got to, climb. to be as powerful as it is because they spent years pumping Since misinformation. Reagan. Yeah, yes, into people's Literally, heads about. We also have the these are sixty the years, and I think that what you're seeing as well is people like Bernie who are going into right wing spaces and talking about things like socialism in a way that is not. This is a socialist idea. It's this will help you. The reframing of the the whole it's, question, it's basically. It's a slow turn from socialism uh, into fringe to a populist idea. Yeah, and you know, honestly, that's kind of what Bernie's been working on since he got into office. Exactly. You know, he's been, he saw the long game, long game, and he's honestly exactly. at the end of his long game. He's going to need to be replaced in five years. Like exactly, yes, at and, his age for sure. And you know yeah. what? I, I I'm not going to say I won a lot of my arguments with conservative relatives and friends with Bernie when I was trying to convince them with Bernie. But one thing that they always saw complete eye to eye on eye contact was he was a man of his morals he never that's the weird I, that's, thing well, i think they respect he, that they Certain do respect right wingers really like bernie sanders yeah another point that i've tried to make post-election with people is that you know we've had a lot of conversation with biden about unification and bringing the country back together after all of this division and what i think you'll find is people on the right whenever they are not spoon-fed fear and violence they understand that they need the same things we do, and they respect someone who isn't going to lie to their faces. Like I think that a lot of like what a you decent got with person, yeah. the disgruntled right was people who've been treated like shit by both parties oh. for a very long time. So it's the poor people's campaign again. Basically. It's well, the, the whole reason MLK was shot is because he was unifying people that weren't just of one creed or just of one anything. He was showing people... Hey, there's an actual class struggle here, yes, and there class is class solidarity is it's over. It's like that is that's gonna really flip the 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 game that we're holding on our shoulders like what, Atlas. What's, very much so. What's sad about Bernie is, and, and what I've seen in my family and other things is that what killed him was that word socialist. Exactly. Uh, you really need to people we, we love Bernie, but he's a socialist. No, we talked about this on the last episode. You yeah. really need to. Move away from the buzz vernacular. Yeah, that's what killed him. Like, if you just talk straight up about what Bernie's about, people love it. They vibe with to it. Say a lot of the people who down socialist ideas don't know what socialism is. What is a and vibe? That's what is a mood. What? What how is do that you bus route? <laughs> how how do you yeet? I, I think that's killing, but I'm not positive. Oh, songs to yeet at the song. What is food bank? <laughs> I actually oh. don't know. Uh, but the point that I was making about about uh, rural American conservatives is that I think Sanders did well because what you find more often than not, and I, th- I really, truly believe this is where Hillary failed, we, they talk down to these people or they act like they don't exist. Exactly. And I'm sorry, there's not enough liberal intelligentsia in America for you to win an election. 
you need salt of the wor- uh, salt of the earth working class people and if we're going to say that socialism and the labor movement is a leftist ideal we are the party for working class people exactly it's not corporate america it's this is how you advocate for better workers rights and a better living situation for yourself and when you present it that way and not i am a socialist with socialist ideas yes but yeah worker solidarity i have family members who voted for bernie who eventually voted for trump i i've heard a lot of that is more than you would like that's like i would be happy i think some of it was the schadenfreude of wanting to blow up the democratic party for not backing sanders i think that there was a bit of that Uh, some some of it also was just uh, selfish. I'm not going to vote for a true. woman. Like, like, there's a few people in my that life that I was like, too. there's a few people a I was like, just oh, you voted for true. Bernie. That's awesome. But then I now that we're four years removed from it, I'm like, oh, well, she was think, a woman and she was Hillary Clinton. Ah, well, I think in the in okay, the Clinton okay. Trump thing, what you had was what everyone on both sides of the fence viewed as establishment in the Clintons. And an outsider, even if you knew everything he was saying was bullshit. You know, Trump is not of Washington. And I can remember, like, I went to a conservative school as a young person until they kicked me out. And I have been hearing from young people and adults for decades what we need is someone who will run this country like a business. And my response to that has always been, you're saying that because you don't know how businessmen think. Exactly. And yeah. now sell, you got it. They'll cut every exactly. corner and yeah, sell will, everyone they short. Will, they will cut everything up into pieces, sell it off, and then bankrupt the whole fucking country because that's how you run a goddamn Bazing. business. God damn it. Uh, but that's the wrap for um, what I have on the uh, what's happening with the right wing. Yeah, right let's let, let's get into the cabinet a little bit. For sure. Um. There's so a Biden's new... been busy. He's been president for a whole th- four or five days. There's there's a new boss in town. Everybody, they tell me. And the cabinet is uh, what you would expect from a from a neoliberal Democrat. Um, there's a lot of non-white, non-male people uh, because optics are great. Uh, some of those non-white, non-male people look really good. Some of them are very terrible looking. Uh, there's some bright spots on on the cabinet. I will say, like Deb Holland looks fantastic for Secretary of the Interior. She's uh, I think she's the first Indigenous person who's ever been in the cabinet. Yes. Oh, very cool. Yes. Uh, so that's that's a fantastic uh, accomplishment there. And I think uh, what I was looking at from her record, uh, she looks like she'll do a very good job. Very um, cool. Another person who I remember looking up that uh, seemed promising to me was Marty Walsh. He's an old Boston boy. He's from Southie, I think. Boston. Uh, fucking Boston. Uh, he's the Secretary of Labor, and he's been a labor organizer Very and good. a union uh, union organizer for years. So I'm I'm always happy to see a union man in uh, or or person union person. Yes. Uh, amen, take amen. over as Secretary of Labor. So I'm I'm hoping that'll drive some workforce reforms because I feel like the American labor situation is archaic right now and it's oh, a yeah. real swift kick in the ass. So I'm, I'm hoping Marty pulls through for us with that. Marty. And um, I'm reserving judgment on Harris because her record going into office wasn't great, but she's talking a big game about doing some things that I support. And, you know, as, as much as, I hate cops and everything they stand for. Big ups to her for being the first woman. And yeah, we got to acknowledge. Sa- the, uh, is it Southeast Asian? Is that correct? 
Yeah, I believe so. Uh, black Indian. and Southeast Asian, uh, Indian person yeah. to uh, assume that office, and that's dope. Yeah, that's I, I love that the first woman to take the office was also a person of color. That's yeah, that that honestly, I I think there's a lot of people on that fringe mm-hmm. that were like, the first woman president does not need to be a white woman. I'm I'm almost happy that it's not like Warren or somebody like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm exactly. happy to see that it's. I mean, I, like I said, Harris is not my first choice, but I mean, I wanted Tammy Duckworth personally. Tammy Duckworth. She was. Uh, she was or, a real um, like working class. Fuck, and it's terrible that I'm drunk. Stacey Abrams. Yeah, Stacey Abrams. Again, Stacey's powerhouse, a beast, man. Stacey God is a beast. damn. Like she did. I, I think that you could hang a lot of the fact that the Dems pulled out Georgia on her. Yes, I really do. Yeah. I mean, she's registered she's, thousands of people to vote. She's got a card in the back pocket of the Democratic Party, being like, "Hey, dude, remember those, me?" Those versus things. Have you seen any of these, like the versus YouTube videos where they put like two acts against each other and they like each do a song or a performance back and forth? So they okay. did one for okay. Young Jeezy and Gucci Mane, and she came on at the beginning to tell everyone watching to go register. Exactly, I remember like, that. It was a live stream. That's fucking dope. Like she got in front of an entire crowd of kids watching a it's Jeezy brilliant. concert. It's like, brilliant. I just wanted to big up these two young black artists who are doing great things for Georgia and remind everybody to get out to the polls. And I'm Fuck like, yes. Ma, that's what you do. It's fantastic. So big ups to Stacey. Yeah. I I was hoping she was going to get the tap. Yeah. I assumed it was going to be Harris, but I honestly think Stacey Abrams can do more on the ground. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think agree. She's an important person she's a to fucking, have in the yeah. field. She's a unit. And as the, uh, as the token white guy in the <laughs> podcast, I have to say, I have to say this to people. Because I, I, I see the argument in, 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 in leftist circles and right circles of like, of yeah, you know, you know Kamala Harris, she put a lot of people in jail. and, and but Okay, it's okay to be happy about a person of color who's a woman. Yes. Getting I something. Think the nuance and it's also okay nuance, to hold them yeah. accountable for the crimes they Absolutely. did. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's okay for duality, it's okay yeah. to be happy that Joe Biden She's is here besides things, Trump. She also broke a ceiling. But you it's also I mean? okay yeah. to like hate Biden for all the shit that he's done. It's okay to hold both. And that's I where I have no issue right? saying that on some level I hate all politicians. But, but, but that the, doesn't mean none of them have ever done anything worth mentioning. You know exactly. I mean? That's where we get into the, the argument like everyone's like all so polarized and partisan and everything. It's like no, you can have both. You you can hold a position that, and have another position. I think it's okay. No, 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 yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Nuance is a a very just well, and I blame foreign a lot thing of that. to a lot of like single-minded people. Like, fuck well, Kamala Harris, way, but it's, it's cool that she's a lady. We're taught to contextualize things, though. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, and what you find when you study history or or anything like that is that most things are way more complicated than one man good, one man bad. Yeah, it's, nothing. It's much more nuanced. Nothing's than that. black and white. Nothing, uh, ex- except you know, people. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> apparently, yeah. In some pl- in some circles, that's what I've been told. I've but still, I think that I've to your point, Ian, what you find a lot is, and I say this as a person who is of the left, that. A lot of the criticisms are are slanted incorrectly because it's just this is obviously bad because it's not my team or mm-hmm. this is obviously good because it's not my team. Yeah. And it's way more complicated than that. Oh, so. Um, so I, I think you're right that we should be able to recognize that while she did a lot of problematic shit. Uh, and I say that as someone who is vehemently anti-law enforcement and very much defund the police. Uh, she broke a fucking ceiling. I exactly. mean, we've had a government in this country for 
since 1776 or whatever the fuck, and there's never been a non-man. We've had eight no. black senator, senators Period. or something. It's Period. So, it's so small. That, that, that fucking it's makes so my brain small. turn it's in insane. the fuck side well, out. It, it, it's, it's like when people talk about Obama. It's like, yo, Obama bombed a lot of people. He also, like, Nuance. gay marriage and shit. Like, you have yes. to, like, Nuance. but yes. but gay marriage, they yeah. attempted Nuance. health care. Like, you have to, like, like. And let's like, be honest, he did good things for the economy. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. He inherited a giant steaming pile of dog shit and did Balanced the best the he could budget, with a, really. lot of, a lot of opposition. We try to right that ship. I give him some credit for that. We are um, struggling in America <sighs> to be able to realize that, like, we live, like, like we're, like, there's more gray areas than than sadly to say there's black and white. No, you know? yeah, you're and, right. And and I and, think. and and we need to fucking just realize that, and people need to just like be okay with like. <coughs> well, it's well hard I was watching sell people complicated issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't give them a, you know a clear I mean? cut ending, if they're gonna fucking freak out. To reference back a point that I was making earlier about how I believe all right wing media personalities know they're lying. It is easy to point someone at something when you dumb something down and simplify it down to a catchphrase. Lock her up. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. Stop the Make steal. Make America great. Stop Three the word steal. phrases. The swamp. It's, yeah. it's, it's not about nuance because people find don't want to think about that <laughs> shit. Sorry. It's how do I how do I find the simplest to distill something down to its purest form and then repeat it as much as fucking possible until you're thinking about it in your sleep. Like Trump was that's one of the things he was good at. It's literally the mind comp technique. And he got it from there. Yeah. Exactly. There's an entire section of mind comp about this that you can you can convince people of anything as long as you stay on message. The first time you say it, they'll look at you like you're crazy. If you keep saying it, some people will start to pay attention at your tenacity, and then before you know it, everyone will agree with you. And you don't have to change your message. Nope. That's nope. You just got to keep saying it as vehemently as you do from the beginning, exactly. and take no bullshit from it, even when people obviously point out the shortcomings in it. You have to just be like, nope, and double down. If if I may, because you you uh, you mentioned the drones. Uh, and uh, uh, we, we uh, all love the drones. Another one of my favorite picks uh, here for we the go. Biden Cabinet administration. Pick. Oh, fuck me. Uh, Avril Haines, the new director of national intelligence. Avril loves her some drones. Mm. Uh, I was checking her out on uh, the Googles. Uh, hmm, whenever I, I was looking up uh, members of his cabinet because I was trying to do some research. And a lot of very interesting things about Avril Haines. Uh, for example, give me one moment here. If anybody wants to hop in, while I'm well, actually, I was gonna say while we were talking about just like like just people not being happy. I, not 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 that I want to quote uh, a show, but I was recently watching the uh, Macaroni Disenchantment animated show, and <laughs> it's stupid, and it probably doesn't really go, but. Uh, the 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 king's son's talking to the king and he's like give me advice he's like well justice you know you know no one's really happy with but true justice well, he's like you know justice you think you're making justice and one side always thinks they're not right but true justice is no one's happy 
And, and that's stupid. <laughs> but I was also thinking, I was like, isn't that kind of it, though? It's, like, it's no not one's inaccurate. Yeah, that's it's real. not an real accurate. compromise is neither company. Yeah, ne- no one's fucking happy about it. Yes. That's fucking justice. That truly <laughs> is justice. Okay, so I've got something here about Avril. Kill time, uh, Boxy. You to, do it. Uh, no, you, there you go, bud. Um, You're here, buddy. We love you. Coming through in the pinch, buddy. Uh, but I'm going to quote liberally from uh, Avril's Wikipedia page for a moment. And those of you who are going to tell me Wikipedia is not reliable, you're full of shit. It's not 2006 anymore. It's actually one of the most heavily peer-reviewed sites on the internet and about as accurate as the Encyclopedia of Britannica. So stop telling people Wikipedia isn't a reliable source, you fucking leptons. Boom. Anyway. On November 23rd, 2020, President-elect Joe Biden announced his nomination of Haynes for Director of National Intelligence, which would make her the first woman to hold the position. Uh, one of her critics, Daniel J. Jones, who in 2009 to 2012 was the chief investigator and author of the Senate Intelligence Committee report on the CIA's torture program, said at the end of November that Haynes' role in 2015 as then-deputy director of the CIA in determining against the CIA inspector general's conclusion not to discipline several CIA employees for hacking computers of Senate staffers authoring the report should be elucidated. During her Senate confirmation hearing on January 19, 2021, Haynes told Senate Intelligence Committee member Ron Wyden, Democrat Oregon, If confirmed, she would comply with the National Defense Authorization Act for fiscal year 2020, requiring the intelligence community to share the report on who was responsible for for Khashoggi's murder. Oh, wow. Uh, That was previously not being released by the Trump administration. Jesus Christ. Uh, Wyden also asked if Haynes agreed with the CIA Inspector General's conclusion that it was wrong for CIA agents to hack the computers of Senate staffers investigating the use of CIA torture during the Bush administration. Haynes said she agreed with the Inspector General's apology for the hack. Uh, Senators Marco Rubio and Mark Warner questioned Haynes about U.S.-China relations and specifically whether she shared their bipartisan consensus that China was an adversary. Haynes said China is adversarial and an adversary on some issues and on other issues we try to cooperate with them. She promised an aggressive response to China, uh, to China and to counter its illegal and unfair practices, but also said the U.S. would seek China's cooperation in addressing the climate crisis. That's actually not that terrible. I mean, everyone is slowly realizing that nothing is going to stop this fucking hurricane of hell from coming at us. No, it, we, is, it is what it is yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. I think borders are starting to melt a little bit. And there I has don't know that that's such a bad thing. No, I mean you I'm know. I'm not technically a globalist, but I would also be totally happy if we could all just accept. I say I'm a globalist because I know how angry it makes Alex Jones. Yeah, that's gosh dang globalists! Only globalists and only with Satan and blood rituals. Turn the frogs gay. I love you. I guess anyway, I, I don't. What I don't are my kids' it. names again? <laughs> my chili was so strong. I guess. <laughs> I, I can't be a I can't be a globalist because at the core of me I believe that if we would just look around at our fucking neighbors and try to extend a hand and make our local communities better everything would be better but no one actually wants to actually have a conversation and do good for who's a fucking around them. Well, I think we've been driving people apart for a very long yeah, time. Yeah, there's been a wedge. Yeah, you know, I and I uh, this is interesting because both of us have lived in New York, so we could discuss this on some level. In that, when you move to an area like this. Or most small rural areas. It's it's a weird disconnect from how things are presented on television as like the community in a small town. 
Whereas I knew who all my neighbors were in New York. I felt much more. I've lived in this place for like two years and I don't know half the people on my fucking street because no one ever talks. Well, it's so hard to explain that to people. It's it's really, really strange. Like like New York is the kind of place where no one gives a fuck about you, but if something fucky is happening on a subway, you got a gang of people around you in a second. You can see community action taking place. And I had neighbors and I and I had people, I had community in New York. I have Besides my friends, I have zero of that here. Well, yes, because we, in rural areas, that sense of community is, I think it's all online now. I don't think yeah. we, we talk to our like, neighbors. I miss person. New York because I had friends in the local cafe. I had a Thai restaurant I went to. That I had, sense I, of community uh, is very much lacking in rural you America. You can't explain and I think that, that Lack of communication between people and lack of interpersonal relationships allows that space to be filled with the conspiratorial nonsense of people Indeed. like Alex Jones. Of course. Or whoever, what have you. I think that uh, to, to tie that on, I, I have relatives who live in this area who uh, go to a church and they were going to have someone from a mosque come to speak to their church because they wanted to normalize the fact that Muslims are another Abrahamic religion and they're not that different from Christianity, right? Not at mm-hmm. fucking all, yeah. And yes. the people lost their fucking minds. I bet. They probably and said, you're inviting a death cult whoa. here. Absolutely. And my, my response was, so where is the closest mosque to here? It's almost an hour away. So most yeah. of these people have never spoken to a Muslim before in their lives. They just know that they're the enemy. Yes. Danger close. Exactly. And that's the the problem, is that if your neighbor was a Muslim, and this is proven throughout history, I mean, Hitler had friends who were Jewish, who he could not murder because he knew them, and therefore they were not a Jew. They were were fucking Sam, or whatever the guy's name would be. When you have that interpersonalization, you cannot dehumanize a person to where they become enemy. That's why I think a big thing that would contribute to breaking up a lot of the tension that we have in this country would be forcing integration in schools. Uh, We're going to have a guest on in a few weeks who's a teacher at a public charter school in California where they intentionally pull the student body from all socioeconomic and ethnic backgrounds. Oh, my God. And force them into one because yeah of course even without that intermingling at my age when i went to college i met white kids who'd never talked to a black person before jesus fucking christ at 18 19 years old i'm the first african-american you're speaking to go go that shouldn't be a thing because then your idea of what we are is limited to what you've heard from other people exactly it's an abstract you you get to just fill in the blots and the blanks and with your own ideas and like casual thoughts and conspiracies and i think that if we could find a way to get all of these groups of people together to show them that like look you're all just human right and you're all being lied to by the same people Right. And you all just want yourselves, your families, your friends and loved ones to live comfortably and happily. Right. I think that's what you really need. You don't need Ex- a good politician. You need a town hall meeting. <laughs> you know, I, I agree. And unfortunately, it would be like a clockwork orange screening for these people. It'd be like oh, ultra fuck. violence yeah, to absolutely. accept their neighbor. That well, just, just doesn't the make sheer any sense. Disconnect of everything. And I, as a working class black person, have dealt with this my entire life. Yeah. Is meeting people who assume 
I, I expect a handout or I'm a welfare case or I have no work ethic. And I've worked in the same factories you have. I've done the same jobs you have. I've been gainfully employed as a laborer since I was 14. Yeah. I, I have I, – I, and this is why I look at myself as someone who's able to have these conversations because by virtue of existing, I disprove a lot of your opinions about what a, a, a black person or a me could be. Again, destroying people with nuance. Exactly. You you have to demonstrate that there is no stereotype. There is no way to be black. There is right. no way to be that thing. They're just other fucking people. Exactly. And yes, maybe the, the life experience, world experience, etc. Is, is colored by lots of things. But at the end, they're still just other people from another place. And I think you got to destigmatize that. Right on. That's exactly uh, really it. That's the most hep tail. shit I've heard. Really no, wait a minute. Tail, I, so. I, I'll never forget during the insurrections. And, well, not even insurrection, but the, uh, I apologize for using that word. But like protest. Sorry. No. Protest no, no, no it was an insurrection. It was an, that insurrection. Was an insurrection. That was not a protest. You that was an insurrection. It, yeah. it was an If you're talking about Capitol Hill, that's an I, insurrection. I have participated in protests. That was not a protest. That yes. was or that was a street. Well, I wasn't talking about that one. I'm sorry. I was talking about <laughs> Butler, the protest in Butler. I didn't mean okay. 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 I'm going to say protest. But I remember that whole day before I even went to it, I was watching like live streams, and I remember at Diamond Square where they have the Vietnam Korean yeah yeah yes monuments, all the war mon- memorials. There was an uh, there was an argument between the right wing uh, protectors of the businesses, the militias, and the and, militia. the, and the protesters, and and someone was just saying racist. like he's like. I'm protecting, so you don't destroy the monument of my my ancestors who died in these wars and died. And 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 I'll never forget this black kid. He was he had to have been a teenager. He just starts going, "My ancestors died there too. We I deserve to be all here too." This shit, yo. And I'm like yes. driving. <laughs> Holy fuck! It was so powerful. You he's like, he's fucking like, lazy Irishman, literally just. My ancestors died too. Disconnect. And I blame the education system on a lot say, of that. I was going to say, just how we're taught. We, the way textbooks word this shit anymore makes it sound like we're here because we decided to help y'all out in the field. <laughs> Which is they just not thought. what happened to West African child slavery but at all like, whatsoever. They even were happy Vietnam to help, says the Korea. Texas like, manual, right? There were white, black, Mexican, Asian Americans fighting that shit. Also, like, I don't know if Korea is the word you want to stand on. That was kind of a human rights violation. Yeah, all of opinion, it was real bad. I mean, Korea, the Korean War. The Korean yeah, they War was a, a like farce. Destroyed like two thirds of the country, and what was it like eighty percent of the population or some shit? Yes, like, and literally no grounds were gained or lost. It was just they're still divided today. Yeah, they leveled. So what do they there. call that war then? I mean, they call it the they, they call, call it, it the, the Korean War. The I'm just saying it was a human rights violation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. War, like most wars are really. True. Uh, true if you true. want to talk about like the Vietnam War and how like blacks literally went out of like Jim Crow era, like South. I'm just saying Americans fight a war fought and come back. War. Yes, you're right. Yes, and like so in the fact that like you have a white guy from Butler being like, "You're fucking gonna destroy my like like the motherfucker." We were all here. <laughs> well, and this was a union state is the thing about yeah. this area that fascinates me with that argument is that this wasn't a confederate state. No. Um, wasn't Gettysburg that, the most north? Uh, a, a, a battle I, happened? Wasn't that like the I thing? I don't Isn't, actually know the answer to I that. think that's like the fucking thing yeah. for Gettysburg. Is that, the, that is the far the farthest north it okay. went in the Civil War. But that, that disconnect that you're speaking to, I mean, it also manifests itself even beyond race. For example, the conversation we have in this country – 
about Antifa fascinates me no fucking end. Can you say the full word for everyone listening? Anti-fascist? There we go. Yes. It's not an organization. It's not an organization. We don't have members. It's there is no leadership. It's literally an adjective. George Soros has never given me a red cent. Oh, how I wish he had. Oh, we would be... If, if the production I was getting value would paid be. for street actions, I wouldn't be here right now. <laughs> Uh, but me. it's it's uh, just the idea that the the enemy is the enemy of fascism, and it's just the socialism thing all over again. It's because we've taken the word and put so much fear on it yep. that it no longer can be something positive for a lot of people. You know, the the shirts you see people wearing at these right wing protests. I'm anti Antifa, so you're anti anti fascism. So you're a fascist. Mm-hmm. But cool. that 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 Sorry, thought man. never enters your mind. What? The thought never enters your mind. You want to be anti Antifa because Antifa is anti American. I personally think that there's a dubious suggestion in saying that being anti fascist is the same as being anti American. But that's, most people know how I feel about this country. That's so. that's that's kind of calling out a whole generation of those who we call the greatest generation. Yeah, the love it or leave it people. Uh, I'd leave. I'd leave it, but it costs me three thousand dollars to expatriate. So, if any yeah. right wingers listening to this want to donate three thousand dollars to my uh, Cash App, my Venmo, or my Patreon, I will gladly move to Cuba next week. Oh my God! Socialized healthcare. Any takers? Anybody? Uh, but to uh, continue down the path of uh, uh, the se- the new Secretary of Defense, Lloyd right. Austin. A uh, gentleman who used to be on the board of directors for Raytheon. Some of you will recognize the name Raytheon as a common butt of jokes from uh, friend uh, friend Robert Evans on Behind the Bastards. Uh, they're a military contractor and weapons manufacturer and all-around shit-ass group of people. Uh, so the guy who's in charge of defense used to work for a military contractor, and I'm sure that that's not a conflict of interest in any way whatsoever. He also used to be part of a uh, consulting firm with our new Secretary of State, Antony Blinken, who's another guy that I think you should be concerned about because he records music as a solo act called A. Blinken. Oh, good Lord. On Spotify. A. Blinken. Oh, good Lord. Because his name's Antony Blinken. A. Blinken. Isn't and that's that Jesus. clever Beto O'Rourke bullshit that just sets off all of the red flags. Isn't there me. a guy who worked for Monsanto? Yes, uh, there is. Fuck me. Uh, Tom Again. Vilsack, yes. He's uh, from PA, too, Secretary I think. Of, that sounds like a Pennsylvania I think he's name, a Pennsylvania boy. Uh, he's the Secretary of Agriculture, and that's also that's, disconcerting. Yeah, that's now a it's, big, bad It's offset, I will say by the fact that Michael Reagan or Regan is the administrator of the Environmental Protection Agency. Like, the new head of the EPA is a black dude who was an environmental activist for several years. Oh, so that's okay. promising. So there's there's a balance of... <clears throat> it's a lot of performative positions for people to make it look like we're being inclusive, but I'm hoping that those people push the president's old white ass far enough to the left that we can put out some of the fires that were started over the last five years. Literal. Literal Actual fires. Fi- I, do you remember the first month? Was it January or was it February? I can't remember. The first few months of 2020, California was, California on, fire, was completely and then it was on, on fire. fire again by June. Yes. 
and I, I, they evacuated what was it 10 percent of the population of the state of oregon for wildfires yeah they did a whole area of colorado too in estes park yes uh shout outs friends of the show tommy grubbs mike mancini uh living out in uh oregon and colorado right now not far away from where you can see the smoke they've sent me some pictures <laughs> shit looks wild it's it looks yeah. like end times. It does. The, the the sun gets blotted out by smog. It's and of terrifying. Of course, we heard the reports of how there were militia roadblocks set up while people were fleeing the wildfires, uh, Again, pulling people out of their cars at gunpoint. Shit's getting wild. These the the power vacuums that you know this previous presidency have created need to be sealed like the fucking the wall of the dam and just like and decisively. It yes. needs to not be kumbaya and let's all shake hands and no. have popcorn. We need to hold the necessary with people the accountable hot. so that future people understand that you don't do what they did. Right. I, I think that we missed this corrective opportunity where we need to point out, like, this was something that shouldn't have happened. It could have easily been avoided. It could have been easily This avoided. was a, uh, a six-year ramp up to political violence. And essentially treason so literally it's, so it's something that we could have avoided i'm sure there's at least five or six podcasts that just track the progression of like trump and violence and how they I are follow inter- quite a few of them. exactly i mean i feel like that's what robert evans does for a living and QAnon anonymous QAnon that anonymous yep. uh, knowledge fight who do some great work yes. tracking info wars those guys dan and jordan they're great uh, there's a lot of, I don't know why we're plugging other podcasts, but there's yeah. a lot of really great people doing really great work following the way our country is slowly eroding from the inside out. Uh, and right. lastly, uh, to uh, wrap things up, I just wanted to touch a little bit on another hot button topic uh, that seems to be uh, going back and forth a bit right now is the minimum wage situation. Oh, my lordy. Uh, because uh, we all live in Pennsylvania, which is one of the states that uh, hasn't really done too much to correct that issue yet. Uh, no, no, we're quite behind the curve here. As we are with 745? Most 725. 725. Since 2009, and that's even more fascinating when you take into consideration that due to rates of inflation and the decrease in the value of the American dollar, 725 was worth more in 2009 than it is now. Right. You were technically making more money as a minimum wage employee in 2009 than you would be now. Sorry, I remember I said 745 because I believe that's what I made when I was a car pusher in 2011 at Walmart, and when I left as an electronics. Uh, associate, I was making eight eighty in two years after that. What year was that? Two thousand eleven, you said. Twenty eleven and twenty thirteen. So Fucking you were Christ. making twenty then minimum, cents over minimum two years after the minimum was raised. Yeah, and working for the place. And then uh, in New York, I remember the first two jobs. Well, my first job was nine dollars starting. Really? Yeah. What were you doing? Smoothies. The, the smoothie, smoothie shop. Nine bucks an hour. And then I I went up to eleven. At the ice cream shop, and then worked my way up to s- fourteen as a supervisor, sixteen when I was the manager. Fourteen, sixteen seems to be what people are telling me is the average for customer service out there because you can't afford to live there on anything less than that. I mean, but I was running the goddamn shop. That's that sort of uh, the right, crux of, of this conversation. I think is that when we established the idea of a federal minimum wage, it was the minimum amount of net money that you could make and still have a living wage yeah. that you could live off of that wage studies that's were showing the whole point yeah three years ago no one in this country could live off of the minimum wage yep and it's insane that anyone makes 
we needed that. we needed fifteen dollars an hour in twenty like twelve. Absolutely, and I think that uh, it's it's showing now. Like for example, whenever I'm headed to Pittsburgh from here, all of these uh, service industry places, you know, fast food places, retail places, they're all hiring because no one is doing that job for that money anymore. Exactly, we've it's all realized that if we just don't show up for it. They'll shell out for exactly. us. Exactly, and you're seeing places now offering fifteen, seventeen dollars an hour because they're work at a gas staffed. station, a like random tiny gas station that's just a fucking Sunoco or something stupid. And I don't accept that raising the minimum wage uh, quashes small business either, because if you can't afford to pay your employees a living wage, you can't afford to run a business. Yeah, it just seems like it's just uh, bad business practices to pay your workers and poorly. And why should other people be disadvantaged so you get to live the dream of selling tires? Go fuck yourself. Right, exactly. I just, I don't, uh, I don't see the point to that. But I, I think that the two major arguments that you run into whenever you're talking about minimum wage, and I've said this before, really boil down to inflation will, will level everything and we'll be paying too much money for basic goods. And how will I know I'm better than everyone if I don't make a lot more money than they do? Amen. Do you know how much ego would be shattered if the uh, hypothetical middle class, and I'm saying everyone that makes under 100000 a year, just all got squashed into the poor because, you know... Well, the irony in America is the middle class doesn't know they're poor. Yeah, they they have I a mean, they have a debt to income ratio that's like two to one. So most of them are rent poor. They bought exactly. houses they can't afford, and they barely make it for quite some time until they're able to cash in on the pensions that the rest of us aren't going to have. Yep, exactly. Uh, so uh, the the there the, I feel like we've had an illusion of a middle class in this country for quite some time. But you go to a lot of these McMansions in the suburbs, and not a lot of food in the cabinets because nobody can afford fucking groceries. No, you're right. Yeah, And I think that coronavirus and the quarantine really uh, shattered this idea of successful small business in that you saw that a lot of these people didn't have any money saved up. And one to two months of slow business put a lot of them under. Yeah, they, 40? I think there was a 40%, 40% failure of rate small businesses. in yes. 2020. Yeah. Yes. And I don't know if that's going to come back, to be perfectly honest, but I think that we were operating Unless on this... We give any white person who wants a bank loan to start a business money and then hope that enough people in buttfuck Ohio want to buy macaroons for $12 a piece, I guess. Mm-hmm. I, uh, it's, we've, it's, been, we've been going down this pathway of unsustainable living for quite long enough. None and of I, it's new. Yep, and it's, it's, it's about time we uh, slam the book on the table and say it's time to amend the problems that we've created or else we're not going to come back and your children's children will be living in hellfire. I mean, I'm of, I'm of the opinion now we're having this, you know, spirited discussion in this country about a $15 minimum wage, and I don't necessarily know that even that's enough at this point. At this point, it should be $23. It, it should be, yeah. I'm pretty sure with the inflation adjusted, it should be twenty-three fifty for For this year. For average cost of living and everything for 2021. Minimum wage. And there's no fucking way no we're fucking ever going to get that. Yeah, we'll get 15, and they'll be like, you can have that for the next 20 years. Yeah, I'll be dead or before until they raise the minimum wage again yeah, if it goes up in the next four years. Exactly. And, God. Until we're all just fucking melted back into oil. And the thing that is lost on me in this conversation is how people do not understand that 
If you do not compel employers who are in many cases multi-multi-billionaires and can afford this shit and aren't paying taxes, and don't get me started on that, if you do not compel them to pay their staff, you're going to do it. Because people have to have money to live and eat somehow. So it's either going to be social safety net, which means you... Or taxes that you're fucking just yes you you are footing the bill for walmart not paying a livable wage while you defend the walton's right to not properly reimburse the people who made all of their money while you fight for jeff bezos's right to be a multi-multi-billionaire building rockets and not doing shit for the american people you've hit the nerve of the nuance of the conversation that almost 80 percent of people lack to see is that if we don't take care of that issue we have to yeah we'll be fronting our own money and the third component is to that is people bitching about the homeless problem well you can't have you you gotta fix one yeah you can't just you pay people more money you have a social safety net or you're gonna have people asking you for change every time you leave your goddamn house yes and they're gonna smell like the worst thing you ever imagined because you will not supply them with having a solid roof over their head and by the way what's the american solution to homelessness we arrest them. So who ends up paying for it anyway? You do. So just compel. You know, is over here people. crumbling into his hands. This just, poor just man. Compel. You're just making me think about the smells, man. That's all. <laughs> and, just, and you're making me think about how just helpless. <laughs> well, it's just it's it's very very simple. People, uh, and we could get into how this is a conversation about how you didn't want anybody to abort their kids, so now they're fucking here. You have choices, but as we said with compromise, you do not get everything you want. No. Nope. You can be pro-life. Then we have people. Once the people are here, someone's got to make sure they have food and a place to stay. For the first several years, provided their parents aren't complete and utter dog shit people, they'll do it. Right. And whenever that's over with, either their employer's going to do it, or you are. So who do you want paying for everybody's everybody's fucking groceries? You or Jeff Bezos? It's that simple. Can we take a poll and see uh, who would you rather have paying for your groceries and everyone else's groceries? Uh, Ian, uh, would you rather Jeff Bezos to foot the bill for the people's food, or do you think you know we should take a little chunk of our money that we work very hard for and put Jeff. it into a poll? Okay, great. <laughs> so, Moxie, uh, same question to you. I mean, I'm fine with paying high taxes as long as the taxes go to fix things. But that's if we're a whole nother conversation. It, if we're going to look at it with the paradigm you're presenting me, I'd rather Jeff pay some of his two hundred billion dollars for social welfare programs yeah. rather than me, who reported less than ten thousand dollars in net earnings in 2019. Right. Yeah. I just want. I just want to point, point something. <laughs> out. I don't know about this, though, guys. I mean, Jeff has worked so hard. Has he? And he, you don't get to the, you don't get to the top without you know breaking a few eggs. Am I right? I mean, if by eggs you mean like human rights well, laws, and literally ugh, the breaking the will of people, literally stamping on the backs of human beings to crush the life out of them. Yeah, he's he's done a bit of that, and they all have. The point remains, as we said before, welfare, social socialism for the rich, means that we pay taxes to benefit as much as we possibly can given the pittance that the average American makes and the majority of the money leaves the country and sits somewhere so that people can end up on the Forbes list. It doesn't benefit anything. Right. Uh, And that's sort of uh, 
all I have to say on that issue. It's, it's, it, it's not a long conversation because it's not a complicated fucking problem. You either pay people more money or you pay more in taxes, you stupid sons of bitches. Figure it out. It's, it, <laughs> it's kind of the logic of when I lived in New York, uh, you know, I didn't have money. I was poorer than – like one time my coworker showed me his bank account and I was his boss and I showed it in my bank account and we both just had a good laugh. Because he had a lot Those more are good money. Days. But uh, it's like when I would be on the subway and a homeless person would be going on a rant of some crazy sort, and I would just sit there and just take it. Because guess what? This, this is your time, motherfucker. You say what you gotta say. We're all two or three <laughs> bad decisions away from being exactly. those who we fear and pity. And there were some you know, people who would let you know that. On you know the how exactly. I knew America was fucked. I mean, aside from all of the clear signs. Oh. Ways you can tell America's fucked. So in 2016, after Donald Trump won the election, I was living in Pittsburgh, and I went downtown to go to the Burger King because I love Burger King. And there was a homeless gentleman, barefoot, standing in the middle of the street, screaming about how America was going down the toilet because Donald Trump was in the pocket of the Russians, and white supremacists were going to be running wild in the streets, and we all needed to get ready and buy a gun. And that was the first time I looked at a homeless dude who was ranting in the street and said, everything you just said is right. When That's did terrifying. That happen? Yeah. When <laughs> you didn't even think to put on shoes today, but you know we're fucked. <laughs> when when did the, the street vagrant have the knowledge yeah. of society? How do you have more sense than Wolf Blitzer, dude? You didn't what even the remember fuck? socks. Yeah. But here we are. We're to the point where the crazy ravings of the people who sleep in the street make more sense than what you're hearing on the evening news, and that's how I know we're fucked. And that's why you're listening to us. <sighs> sitting Am in I right? Four cornered room, staring at candles. Candles. Well, with that note, I say, is this, damn. Is this thing even on? It is. It's <sighs> on. It never stops. I, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna bake you the biggest pan of brownies, and you're gonna forget about all this America's hard shit. I drink. <laughs> you don't drink. You're well, right, I, I actually don't drink. But you're I California do, uh, sober. Yo, thanks for listening, everybody. Follow us on all the things that you can follow, like social medias and whatnot, and also, you know, on the streaming platforms that we will be on. Remember to give Mox a follow uh, on Twitter and on Facebook. It's uh, Moxie O'Brien with no apostrophe on Twitter. And no why, right? No why is on Facebook. Mox O'Brien on Facebook because Mark Zuckerberg's a piece of shit. I am Mox at Moxie O'Brien without the hyphen uh, on Twitter. I can also be found at Moxie O'Brien, Moxie O'Brien without the... Is it a hyphen or apostrophe, dude? It's an apostrophe. Apostrophe, right? yeah. yeah, in yeah your, I in should know that. It's in yeah. my own goddamn name. Yeah, but, I mean... Uh, without the apostrophe on Spotify, you'll also be able to pick up some playlists that uh, Ian and I throw together for you guys to jam out to. Uh, we're going to have a lot of content coming your way in the near future here, so stay tuned. Amen. Uh, you can also throw some cash at the kid on Cash App, Venmo, Zelle, wherever you can send money to poor people. You, you can know send you got money it. to me. Right. And with that, this is Moxie O'Brien saying all power to the people around the hell hep world. So, fuck you. Love you guys. Bye. <laughs>